0: Did you? I don't think I ever asked you to pick a walkout song. You gotta remember to do that before. Uh, we need to type it in at some point. Well, so you we know no pressure. Is. You got you got to. Like, you got you got a couple days.
1: All right,
2: and, cool, cool. I mean, you got to like tomorrow. Honestly,
3: <laughs> I I,
1: that's such a difficult thing to think about. Honestly, because I I literally don't listen to music that often. What I really your, don't.
0: What was your favorite Morgan Wallen song from last week?
1: <laughs> favorite Morgan Wallen song
2: What's up, Trade Crew? Welcome back to another episode of HVAC R&D with Ryden and Dennis. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates, their premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. We got a big trailer I'm building. To come around for some counter days so be looking out for that in the carolinas we've got a guest on tonight we finally got him on he is the worst millennial on technology i've ever came across i thought i was bad but uh <laughs> we'll get into that in a little bit it's pretty funny um uh, i think i i should have started recording as soon as uh, we jumped on but anyway Without further ado, let's get it going.
0: Yeah, come on. What's up, Trey crew? Welcome back to HVAC R&D. Big shout out to our other platinum sponsor, One Thing Marketing. Thank you to them for building HVACR&D.com. When you get a second, go check it out. And again, I'm going to ask the same thing I did last week. Just how much are you guys loving the HVAC R&D podcast? Whatever streaming platform you're using, Pandora, Spotify, iHeart, Apple Music. We've seen a tick up on Google, uh, Google Music as well. So anywhere that you're out there listening to us, please follow us on your platform. Like us, rate us, leave us a review, and share us with your trade crew, your other sales guys, your service guys, your installers. Get them all listening. Let's have a good time together. Social media continues to grow. Thank you, everybody, for following us on Instagram and TikTok at HVACRD, as well as on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Tradehounds. Again, make sure to go visit HVACRD.com, join the mailing list, as well as go check out the Trade Crew Vendor Hub for more information on Keystone Sales, One Thing Marketing, and some deals and steals from BetterHelp, Chirp, and Service Titan. As Dennis said, we've got some live events coming up. Uh, I know I posted a video today. It's Tuesday for the road show that's coming out with, with Insight, because I know Keystone will be there supporting us with, with Bosch in September and October, so we excited about those. And then Dennis has got some other stuff coming up as well, so we'll make sure everybody knows where we're gonna be. Uh, looks like, I think I've got a name for the column, so I'm gonna try to drop the first article this Friday, as well as, well, sometime probably before this episode airs. So enjoy. So anyway, any more any other info check the link tree in the bios of our social media but as always the moment you have all been waiting for another recipient of an episode 100 giveaway we met this legendary brazilian bostonian tin basher on instagram got to spend about two minutes with him at ahr in atlanta because it was a bit busy so it's about time we sit down crack a colon with our friend caio torres best known as sheet metal hvac welcome to the show buddy that you gonna find out. They don't love you and they only love you right now. If I smarter, I'd have stayed my eyes at home.
3: And leave them browway girls alone. And brow that girls alone.
1: Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for uh thanks for the little intro. Uh, it's great, great to meet you guys for that quick minute AHR. I'm yeah. happy to be here with you guys.
2: Absolutely. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Is your mic on? Yeah.
1: <laughs> are we don't, good
0: there? Don't tease this guy.
1: <laughs> Whoa, wait! I did someone it. say something? Who are you responding to? I know. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I got you.
2: Well, and it's it's kind of our fault. The first round, um, <laughs> the first round was he was trying to get on with an iPad, and this this program we use because we are audio only. I like to have three audio files so that I can, you know, turn him up, turn you down, whatever. And, uh, he was trying to get on with an iPad. We forgot to tell him that. So that, that was a, uh, that bogged us down. And then, well, he got on. I couldn't, uh, he couldn't hear us, but I, we could hear him cussing and throwing stuff. That was the (laughs) best best part. I was just going to hit record on that, but, um, he said he was going to chunk that laptop out the window i said don't do that we need that for sure to get this done so
3: <laughs> i yeah, didn't hear that for, part
2: hey, <laughs> thanks for coming on well i was typing it in the chat i'm like i wonder if he even knows there's a chat over there i'm terrible about looking at the chat i don't look at that
3: yeah
2: riding type stuff in there and i have I no know. idea
0: i know he doesn't on. he doesn't like to pay attention to me anyway it's okay
1: <laughs> so what's up man you've been good been good, man. Everything's good. Busy, 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 and just just hanging out. You've had mm-hmm. some hefty jobs. I
2: feel like uh, you know, we it's just how it is nowadays. We follow everybody's Instagram. That's yeah. the only way we can kind of keep up. But um, looks like you've you've had some heavy, it's like some good size jobs going.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I've been I've been bouncing around lately. So I don't know before. I used to be able to post a lot more just because I was doing jobs from start to finish and I was on those jobs daily and whatever. But, um, lately I've been kind of, I don't want to say running or, or I don't want to say, you know, taking over, but, um, I like everything from like, if you draw a line in the middle of Massachusetts, everything from the left of that line, I've been kind of just like project managing and running, you know, I got my own crews, and I, I just bounce around from job to job now, which it's a, it's, it's a different experience, but it, you know, I, it, my, my boss, he really appreciates it. Cause for the past, I don't know, 20 something years, he's been running around everywhere just himself. And now he's finally like, okay, I can breathe now. You know, I got Kyle right. take, take you like, there's jobs that I got going on. He has, he's never stepped a foot and he has no idea about it. I just, I take care of everything. So.
0: Oh, wow. Well, and that you says know, something for, for how you've developed over your career too.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I've gotten lots of experience from a place I worked at before and, and everything. And so being able to bring that, it was a bigger company. It was like 134 employee, full mechanical contractor and now just to this uh now i'm working for a a sheet metal contractor that's a sub for a mechanical contractor so okay um it's a lot different a lot less stuff but um you know i love it i love what i do so i can't complain i don't have my tools on my hip as much as i used to (laughs) which i'm not the happiest about but every day i try to throw it on for a little bit so
2: well, you got to let somebody else see it, right? A little bit. Yep. Yeah. I always feel like the, the, the guys that are coming into the trade, they got to see it a little bit because you, in your mind, you think this guy doesn't realize that I was there. Yep. Right. And there's a little ease there of them knowing that, look, man, I could just move you out of the way and finish this. But,
1: you know. So since you brought that up, you know, one of the things that, you know, I try to do a lot is any time that there's like the, the worst part of the job or like the hardest thing or just the crappiest thing. I always end up, you know, throwing my belt on and doing that just to kind of show that my, my helpers and my guys like, all right, he's willing to do the, the crappy stuff. You know, like yep. doesn't matter if it's duck sealing, like the, in the worst area all day long, or if it's, you know, crawling in some greasy kitchen duct, to, to throw in a damper, you know, and just get absolutely filthy. You know, I'm willing to, to do that to show my guys like, you know, yeah, he's up for the challenge. He's up to do that work. So,
0: Well, that's what leadership's all about. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I run that same way in a different way because there's constantly times I'm asking drivers and counter guys and branch managers to do other things. And it's like, guys, I'm not, I'm not asking you because I don't want to do it. I'm doing it. I'm asking you because one, it's what you guys are doing to support this whole process of moving it forward. But there's nothing that you guys aren't doing. I haven't done before. Yeah. It's like, I have no issue going and getting on a forklift. I got no issue going and pulling stuff in a warehouse or getting on a truck if it's got to be done. So as long as they know that you're there to do and can do and are willing to do the same things, it goes a long way. All
2: right, so we, you know, we're good about jumping ahead. Absolutely. We gotta, we gotta get some, we gotta get some drinky drink going here. <laughs> yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah. So the, yeah. the guest goes guess, first. We've
2: earned <laughs> one. That's right. Oh, we have worked hard for it here in the last thirty-five
1: minutes. <laughs> yeah, I finished mine while I was trying to get in this, but I got another one. It's right here. All right, what you got? Here, here's my crack. Oh, oh nice. you heard that? So I'm actually. In honor of you guys, I, I'm drinking something a little a little darker than I typically... You guys, I feel like, typically drink, like, Ambers and stuff like that. Am I right? Yep. So, this isn't an Amber. It's a Amber. It's a, it's a Milk Stout. Oh,
3: okay.
1: I'm going with a... It's called Hedonic Adaptation. It's from a Treehouse Brewery, which um, it's out in Western Mass. It's actually... They've had uh, one of, like the highest rated IPA beers in the world for a while. I don't know if they still do or not, but nice. The, it's a oh, pretty good hype for Yeah, sure. it's pretty popular when I first started going there. They used to have people waiting in line to buy like, you know, one can and then people would resell it for like 300 bucks in the parking lot. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah, There was a is whole market.
0: Liquid, is there liquid gold in there?
1: Yeah, apparently.
2: Is there R22 uh, in that thing? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Treehouse Brewing. Okay. Yeah. I might have to look that up. Are they just there?
1: They're just in Massachusetts, yeah. Okay. They've been expanding a little bit. So in mass.
2: Yeah, I mean the, the IPA game. So there's a I don't I don't want to throw I'm not gonna throw the name out, but there's a there's a a brewery in my little town of valdez here there's only one and he's british and he's got a lot of milk stouts and he's got some other stuff in there about six or eight beers and uh it's not good man it's not good Mm. i mean i'm not a i'm just saying like when you know when you 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 know it when you have one you know what i mean like if Mm -hmm. it's a it's a lager or an amber or a stout like when you drink it it's like you know it there's yeah. so many down here and ashville like they're literally just door next door to each other they're Just uh, lined everywhere up. and i don't yeah. know what the heck i'm you know like geez man what am i supposed to order in here i mean but i, I feel like up north man the beers like when matt you know hvac doctor came on here it's different up there it's like I don't know. I want to say the beer's better, but mm. maybe it's not. So just everybody's doing it.
1: Yeah. There's some pretty big popular ones up here too, like in Vermont and, you know, tree is probably the biggest, you know, most popular one that I know around here, but
0: I have to ask, so is there anyone in Vermont that's like famous for some kind of weird maple syrup beer? <laughs> I could see there being like a waffles and maple syrup stout or something crazy
1: i don't know but that, you know you're 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 getting into something that that could be huge i've never heard of that so <laughs>
2: it be huge that's it right
1: <laughs> no idea i've ne- never heard of that that's actually that'd be uh would be pretty interesting you have to do a chicken
0: and waffles one down here
2: that's
1: it <laughs> yeah right i have to ask doc <laughs> Well, Doc,
0: you're listening. Chime in whenever you listen to the episode. Send me a DM. Is there a some kind of crazy maple syrup beer in Canada? Right? Yeah, He's. I'm sure. All right, what you got, Ryan?
2: All right. That was a regular can. <sighs> <laughs> well, that's a hitchhiker. See, I knew it. God, I know these sounds all day. All day.
0: I've only, Like you said, I've only opened like a couple hundred of you're them, probably them on the show. Still you're, go- to know. To.
2: <laughs> you're probably still going through like 30 cases over there.
0: What's Hitchhiker? What so Hitchhiker's a Modelo. Oh, um, okay, okay, okay. You and your <laughs> Modellos. Yeah, that's I got right.
2: You. The, I did, man, did you man, not know... ever hear
0: the Hitchhiker story?
1: No, I can't remember that one.
0: All right so Dennis pop yours so you can enjoy and then I'll tell the story again I'm actually drinking
2: the same thing sorry Yes. (laughs) I grabbed a 12 pack of them I know I didn't bring nothing I'm glad uh, somebody brought something decent on the show well Modelo's good but you know I don't think we've had a stout on here actually
0: I thought didn't uh straight milk stout I don't think we have I swear I thought nerdy girl mechanic brought a stout on the show maybe she didn't so i thought she had a stout from drecker so that brewery down the street
2: he's got a banana nut bread stout Mm. it's awful man it doesn't taste like (laughs) banana nut bread at all like i'm like what are we going for i feel bad i go in there because i'm like support local i go in there i just get it and i just drink it and just you know hang out. He's got a pool table in there, but I'm like, gosh, man, this is not good beer. This is really not, mm. but it's local, you know, and he gets in competitions. Like you said, those type things, he gets in that all over the place. I mean, maybe, maybe I don't know what good beer
3: is. I don't know. I've had
0: that thought before. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I'll really, try I something. And I'm like, I, really? And then it's like award winning. I'm like, I guess I just don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, to, Something um that I, I listened to you guys podcast and something that I tried the other day that you guys cracked here was that nitro Pepsi. Oh, no, that was me.
2: How bizarre is that?
1: I I had to buy a can and I I cracked it right in front of my wife and she was like, What's what's going on right now? What just now? happened? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs>
1: is that is that edible?
2: <laughs> right. It was like yeah. three cracks in one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Did you like it
1: honestly it, it tasted like uh like it's a flat right like it's a flat. flat pepsi which, which I'm is not so really weird about that. no Pepsi. did you look inside the can after oh i didn't there's did you like cut it open <laughs> with some can. there's like a tab there's like a little thing inside of it on the bottom like uh i don't know what it was I,
2: like a CO2 cartridge, I guess. <laughs> Maybe.
3: <laughs> I mean, I do <laughs> oh, like I'm,
2: I'm cutting one open now for sure.
3: Yeah.
0: Do you mount? Is that where you mount the Gallo cartridge? Probably. Right. I feel can like i wanna... it, Can you convert it to a drain cleaner? I feel like we need to shoot one with a pellet rifle, too. Uh, Kylie, get on it.
2: Oh, dead eye. To... On the show, man, you crack them open, and it it's a lot going on. She said, "Is that edible?"
1: <laughs> that's great. It uh, was. It was a noise, though. It was a, it, was a, it was. a. sound, that's for sure. Hey, that that brewery with the banana bread thing is that? That's not Tradesman Brewing, is it? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Can't. No,
0: little little local one. Yeah, uh, it's a- so, real quick, the hitchhiker story. So. Like three years ago, it was almost five o'clock, and I was leaving a commercial contractor's office somewhere. God, where was it? Somewhere off Brookshire Boulevard in Charlotte. And anyway, I pulled into this gas station, and I was going to go buy a Red Bull. And Red Bulls were two for six, and 24-ounce Modellos were two for six. (laughs) So I bought two Modellos, and my wife called me and was asking if you know where I was or how far I was from from home so I told her I said I'm on my way I'll be there in about 25 minutes I said and I picked up two hitchhikers along the way she said what and I I said yeah I said I, I picked up two Modellos. and she said what why did you call them that I said I don't know I just I pulled over and they were in this store on the side of the road and I picked them up and I'm bringing them home
1: so now, so now you call them hitchhikers so now we now yeah, call them hitchhikers
3: we,
2: we stroll into AHR in Atlanta and a couple Canadian dudes walk over and they're like hey we got any hitchhikers and I'm like is this really happening <laughs> and we're this like really as happening? a matter of fact I mean you know it just you wouldn't think it would happen but it is You're like oh so you listen to the show I guess
1: <laughs> um, uh, I'm gonna start calling them that too now
2: It's starting to stick pretty decent. It's a good code word. Yeah. So, what'd you think of AHR? I mean, we didn't really get to, I know it's been a while, but we saw you on Wednesday, which everybody is just glazed over at that point. Yeah. No joke. Um, we definitely did not plan well for our first time doing that. But, I mean, what did you, what did did you get anything out of it?
1: So, that was actually my second, um, AHR. My first one was in Vegas, and that was my second. Um, I absolutely love it. I mean, I just I'm I'm a a hands-on guy. I like seeing things in front of me. So being able to like go to a show like that and like see the newest stuff in front of me instead of like behind a a computer screen where I don't even know how to open up you know the internet is (laughs) way better than. You know, it's a way much better experience than than um, you know seeing things online or you know it's cool. And now I feel like AHR is it's becoming such like a, a good networking thing for. It's always been a networking thing, but for like people on social media, so it's cool. It's, it's fun to like meet up and have a, a cool crowd that that you could hang out with and talk about you know similar you know things that you do at work right. and you know look at new things with people that you talk to online, but, and then like go out to the bars afterwards and hang Absolutely. out a good time, you know? And yeah, I
2: don't know if that's new, but I'm with you. Like when I went to AHR a while, you know, way back, like before the podcasting stuff, um, I felt like it was great networking for all the vendors. Right. Yep. And And then now it's like that I'm in this little world. I'm like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, we went out, everybody went out and it's like, everybody that's on my Instagram is in this bar right now. This is crazy. Yeah, I yeah. feel
0: terrible because you don't know if to call people by their name or their Instagram handle or <laughs> when I'm, well, first thing I thought when I walked in is we're not going to get to talk to
2: anybody. Everybody's going to be on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I mean? Like everybody's going to be making a something. I mean, so
1: I can't remember who it was. Actually, it was, I think it was, um, it might've been Jeff or Mike, but one of them told me to, to get my stickers and put it on my tag. So that's what I did. So, because people will recognize by your, your Instagram right. you know, logo yep. rather than your name. Cause I've, I had a couple people come up to me and be like, Oh, you're sheet metal HVAC. I'm like, i'm kyle but yeah yeah that's me you know like yep right. I'll, I'll go by that you know if that's how you know that's how you know me. that's cool You know,
3: and i've had that
1: happen on job sites like oh dude like you're that guy i'm like yeah that's me and they're like oh oh shit like that's pretty cool um which is a whole different
2: yeah we're getting in a different thing. world
3: right
1: yeah like being in social on social media and I don't have a a big page compared to some of these other guys. And, and, you know, but being able to like, like going out on a, on a job site or like I've been in public and someone's like, are you sheet metal atrius? I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that's me. Like it was, it's a pretty different, it's a different, it's a weird feeling, but it's like, it's like, cool. Like people are actually looking at my stuff.
2: It's working. Right. Yeah, (laughs)
1: exactly. Yeah yeah but, man, that's um, idea,
2: putting it out there right that's it
1: yeah but ahr was it's always a blast when I go this year or last actually yeah that was this year still I brought my wife with me and you know now not only the show is becoming like a, a yearly thing but it's becoming like cool like it's a place where my wife and I could go to and we actually like to explore the cities and uh, we did that in Atlanta we kind of got to go to like a bunch of different things together and We've never been
3: there so yeah it you plan fun.
1: you go yeah. in early and yep yeah
2: but i've um... never been to chicago i've never flew in that area so yeah neither have i i'll so be a first for me uh, it seems like it's... a really bad time of year for chicago no, i know it. it's really, gonna be yeah. a, a tidbit nipply out there which might right, be right. cool it might be cool i mean unless you oh it's gonna be cool
3: yeah. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: so all right, so let's get into what got you in this. As always, you know some. A lot of people listen to the show have no idea. Half the people we just mentioned, right? That's just what it is. So, um, just take us through how you got to where you're at. What you? How'd you get into
1: this? So, well, you guys almost got what you guys been wanting on this podcast for a while because I originally went to. Uh, a trade school as a post grad after high school for plumbing so no you guys don't have a plumbing God. podcast so nice. or, an, or an electrician but i originally so i went to a, a, a public school public high school um had no idea what i wanted to wanted to do i was going towards military and i just my librarian actually at the time was like hey you should go to this construction career day like the school will, you know, shuttle you out there and out of the whole school, I was the only one in the whole you school He
0: said librarian and <laughs> yeah, guidance counselor. Good oh job, no. librarian.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, I, I've actually went back to the high school email, well, not went back there physically, but I, I've actually emailed the school, got in contact with that librarian and thanked her for, for oh, doing, cool. for suggesting what she did because- if it wasn't for her, I don't think I would have been where I am now. You
2: send her some stickers.
1: <laughs> At the time there were no stickers, but <laughs> I don't think she would have anywhere to put stickers anywhere. No, <laughs> but so um, you were the
2: only one out there.
1: Yeah. In, in that public school. So the, there was a local tech school. So basically like if you're in the public school system over there and you're not in the trade school, you're just gonna, you're the typical person who just goes to college and, whatever. But um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after high school. So, so I, after high school, I applied to this program as a post-grad in my local tech school. I got in it for plumbing. I was in there for about six months, paying out of pocket to learn plumbing. Um, and six months in, my family friend of mine who owns a sheet metal company, who is my boss now, said come work for me um i'll teach you everything you know and i'll pay you this and at the time the pay that i that he was going to start me on was really well for someone just starting in the trade and for someone you know 18 years old right so i left the program and, and you I, don't have
2: to deal with shit all day i mean geez yeah like
1: and and so i left the program and i started uh started working with, with sheet metal and ever since, you know, I I haven't stopped. I mean, I, and in Massachusetts, it's very different than a lot of other states. It's a very regulated, uh, trade and, and, and everything just like plumbing and electrical. So I got into the apprenticeship program, um, after a couple years of, of just working, I went to school for a full five years. Uh, for sheet metal, which is night school, and, is there a lot
2: uh, of math there?
1: There's every year you do trade math, which is just your typical angle, any of that, yeah, like, angles yeah. and and whatnot. That's uh, a perfect you know, hashtag. I square have to peg,
2: say. round hole, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a lot of that. Hashtag
1: of trade that. math. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> jump on that, brother. <laughs> exactly. You and, kill
2: that. You heard it here first. Trade
1: uh, math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's tons of fractions that that you 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 work with you know converting right. and and you know division whatever of fractions but um so i did that for five years and and then um that with, with that it allows me to 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 apply to take my sheet metal test and so i got my license and after a year with my license i ended up going back to the school that I was at and I taught with them for a year. So I was a teacher last year for Oh, sweet. That's awesome. So now try to question, give, give, go
0: ahead. I was going to say, I know you're getting ready to say you tried to give back. I didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you. I was going to yeah. ask because we, we talk constantly on the show about how people are licensed differently in different States or different parts of the world because everyone's different. So I like to kind of figure out how it works other places. So, you're saying you were licensed for sheet metal. What all does that license cover and allow you to do? And is it, are there different levels depending on how residential or industrial you go with it? Or is it one license covers anything you do sheet metal wise?
1: Yeah. So, so with a sheet metal license in Massachusetts, there's, there's different, there's different, you know, aspects of that. So there's a, 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 there's a restricted license, which is three years of school And, uh, certain amount of hours, I believe it's like 4,000 hours and that allows you to do basically, um, like, I can't remember off the top of my head, but anything from like 10 tons or less on a, on a, on a.
2: Oh, so they do tonnage. Okay. Yes. That's that's, okay.
1: Uh, for, for residential and that's, um. Yeah, residential and commercial maybe. Don't don't quote me with what I'm saying. i no, you're good. It's just yeah. <laughs> I I can't remember how far back I looked into this stuff. And it's like three floor dwell or three floors whatever in a, a residential building. So anything you know, three floors or less you could do with a, a restricted license. And um you could also do light commercial work that's like two floors or ten thousand square feet or less. Okay. For um, with a restricted license. So that's interesting.
0: Do you guys they judge it based on square footage? Whereas
2: every state, so
0: like Georgia,
2: five tons and down. Like five tons is like commercial and down. After five tons, like seven and a half ton, it's full blown commercial. And then what? Like North North Carolina, it's how much is on the roof? Yeah. Like if there's three if there's 10 3 tons the light commercial guy can't work on it yeah. but, but if there's 3 all five 3 tons, tons
0: he can <laughs> right it's just Google.
1: trade math eh. yeah <laughs> so so with those licenses though there's some towns and cities that you could still apply with your license for like a permit for example and they might waive off those things and they'll they'll still grant you let's say a permit for a big commercial job with a restricted license if they're if the contract is applying with your license so it's it's they're they're trying to regulate it more and they're trying to you know like you know they're they're, they're trying to regulate it more but uh i just spilled beer all over my computer sorry Um, Well,
2: it's still going where's i i talk i talk
1: with my hands so i I just (laughs) knocked my beer but, um, <laughs> what were are we talking about? So it, it, some, <laughs> some cities and some towns might say, okay, you're cool. Like you could, you, you know, you could have this, this job with this size with a restricted
2: permit. Now, do you see, do you run it? And we'll get into the sub subcontract stuff here in a little bit. But do you see where companies that are needing duck work, they don't have a guy, so they, I mean, is that what y'all run into where y'all carry the license to do the duct work?
1: So are you saying su- supplying the duct work or, or just have like a mechanical contractor who's going to sub out the sheet metal portion?
0: Right. Well, that's what I'm, yeah. I mean, just well, how does that work? Well, like and that? actually I'm going to put a layer on that question too. If you have a mechanical license, do you still have to have a sheet metal license also, or does the mechanical license cover that's stuff what below I it? Say.
1: Yeah. So a mechanical license, it, it, it varies from town and city, everywhere could be different, but from what I've seen for the most part is the mechanical license, the mechanical permit covers for, you know, the HVAC work and also the sheet metal. So typically okay. when I, if, if I were to apply for a permit, I would be applying for a mechanical permit, not gotcha. necessarily a sheet metal permit. But when you guys
2: are doing sub work, you having a you got to carry a license to do that. I'm assuming, like if somebody brought you in, correct. You, I got you.
1: Yeah. All right. But it, you know, in Massachusetts, they they almost never check. I've had in the ten years I've been in the trades, I've had a an inspector ask me for my my license once.
2: Well, they will now you brought it up on yeah here. no <laughs> totally <laughs> no, they're not listening
1: to this that's they fine don't. i got i got i'm licensed i got yeah, my you get stuff, your card you know i i would prefer that honestly a lot of people hate you know when there's regulations on things i'm i am 100 for regulating the trades. regulating yeah, it helps your us work, work. All. because it it makes me more valuable you know, if, it values the trade, I I put in the work for this. So for someone's going to pay me well to have a license. If someone, if an inspector is going to ask for that license. That's yeah, we really need the out.
2: residential guys to get in that mindset. I mean, right. a lot of them do, right? In some towns, I, I you know, all my service work was done in Atlanta, and it's a, it's the Wild West, man. Yeah. I moved to North Carolina, and it's like. Everybody's terrified to screw anything on the wall like, oh, I can't cook that whip up. I'm not an electrician. I can't yeah. do that. And that's it's a good thing. Right. I mean, it's right. a good thing. I mean, I know these guys hate it. They're like, I got to keep an electrician on staff, but it tightens up the whole game. Yeah. Um, You know, well, certain towns are slinging ACs in like they're toasters. I mean, they're just, right. you know, they're just going just like it's an appliance.
0: Well, Which speaking of speaking of that appliance mindset, that's what we saw on the mountains all the time. The amount of things. So, my dad was in North Carolina. You have H one, two, and three. Three is where most standard residential guys are. That's fifteen tons or down, and that's where the majority of guys have a license. Two is your commercial license, and then three is your hydronics. So that's where you get into boilers, steam, all that other stuff. So my dad was, I had all three. And he was the only one west of Asheville that even had an H1 for a a lot of years. He might still be one of the few left, I'm sure, um, because boilers are just dying away out there. But constantly, there were so many unlicensed guys that were just doing stuff everywhere. We fixed all kinds of stuff for the state board that were running into it. But we would have people that this would be the 6th and 7th. You know screw up job they've had and they've you know they've been in front of the board they've gotten trouble but it just there still was not enough to the slap on the wrist and never matter they didn't care they were doing it without a license anyway so they just went went right back to doing it right and they would be just cheap enough that these people would just go with it i mean then they'd be calling us to fix it
2: i feel like this social media push and this clean work good work you know positive it's it's gonna push a lot of that out maybe you know i mean you don't realize how quick that can you know muddy up a town you got enough chucking a truck's driving around the homeowners don't know what's happening they don't realize that they're killing the market they just see a price in front of them and they take it right and then the guy comes behind all day long comes behind a, a a guy that's Racing to the bottom, and they're like, "Look, I I can't do good work for that price. Like, I just mm-hmm. can't." And it it don't take a long time to screw up a town, man. It really don't. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's. I think that's good to have those regulations. I know some guys.
1: And in in Massachusetts, it's actually, I I'd, I'd say. You know, I'd say it with little quotes, but it's a new trade in Massachusetts. It's a new regulated trade because it it only started in 2011, I believe. 2008 or 2011, it became a licensed trade in Massachusetts.
0: Now, is that because the market was heavier gas or not gas, but hydronic gas, other things, and they didn't have as much large ductwork, or is it just... Now they're starting to care more about said large ductwork.
1: That that's actually because of an incident that happened in Boston um back in two thousand eight or two thousand eleven, I think it's two thousand eight, from a a um a building fire that happened which could have been prevented for if the mechanical system, the sheet metal system was installed properly. So there's a life safety device. And when I say life safety device, I mean like a fire damper. I was going
0: to say, so but, there I'm guessing there right. were no fire dampers in the hole. So whole if, it was, to shut
1: them down. if it was properly installed, which fire dampers have been around for a very long time, but it, if it's not properly installed and it doesn't work, then then it's going to fail. It's not going to work. And I'm, I'm almost 100% sure it's because of this, this incident, which caused, you know, uh, a, a board to, to form in Massachusetts, a sheet metal board where they want to regulate, you know, the trade. And that's where that started. So there's there's a lot of people who at that time, if you're smart enough, they applied to, to for the sheet metal license and they got grandfathered into the trade in mm. 2008, 2011 time. So I know people who has never stepped in the trade who have a sheet metal license only because they worked for a mechanical contractor which gave them, you know, which right. they they were allowed to, to apply for it. geez
2: Now is there sheet metal unions
0: up there?
1: So I'm there's the
0: words out of my mouth. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so in Massachusetts I know of Two sheet metal unions there's local 17 and which is Boston area and there's another local which is around like Worcester uh-huh. County that I which is where I live but um I know a bunch of people in the union I I work for a non-union mechanical contractor or a sheet right. metal contractor um but, touchy subject, right? Why
2: is it always a touchy, touchy subject? subject to talk and, about unions. I don't know what's up with that, but it is. And
1: it is. I, it, I think it's because it's it's just like if we were to just start talking about Democrats and Republicans right now, it's very. It tough. is. You it just know, union is the same. way. union versus non-union? And I I ought to be completely honest. I don't have anything bad to say about them because I've never I've never been in the union and I can't. I've never experienced it, so. Who am I to say anything bad about right. it? Only, you know, only what I do say about it, what I do tell people about it is if you're looking for a good pension and a good annuity, go ahead and join the union, stick in there for 30 years and you're set, you know, and I, I talked to a lot of youth groups and I've taught, I've, ta- I've told them these kids who don't know anything from right or wrong or who's never, who, who don't know what's shitty work, what's good work, don't know, whatever, just go to the union. Cause you're going to learn that way. You're going to do that for so, so many years, 10, 20, 30 years. And you're going to be set, you know? so Yeah, I
2: but. actually, I've said it on this show. It's probably been way back, but I did at, I think I was 17, maybe 18. I was on a, on a job pre-HVAC I was doing metal framing so I was the guy that always built the box for you to run your damp your ducts through Yeah yeah um so I was doing a lot of metal framing and I was out there and all <laughs> the sheet metal guys were always like man you got to come over here man you got to come to the union Yeah cuz I was always on those jobs doing those framing and I went down there and was going to join I'm like all right I mean about it whatever okay they seemed like they were having a great time out mm-hmm. there putting some duck together, so.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, And I failed the test. I mean, the math was ridiculous on that thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just wasn't ready for all that. Like, the test was literally, like, duck work stuff. Right, right. And I was not, you know, I mean, I was, was not in that, you know. It wasn't basic math. It was all pertaining to that that trade and and i failed it and i mean i don't know who's gonna pass that unless you're already in it but um it's funny how i got back into hvac way down the road but but uh yeah that that local man you know when you're on the job and you're working around them it's different it's different folks different mindset the south you know the unions down here they just didn't they yeah. don't they didn't go anywhere they don't i mean they're Never around really
0: but they're yeah. not dominating a, they're the in job. big cities typically like big big cities but you don't really see them in you know middle or small size cities and towns as much yeah
1: i i have a, a good amount of friends who are in the local 17 and the, the massachusetts sheet metal union and recently one of my buddies was like he actually sent me a photo and He was like, dude, they didn't have any hangers for the ductwork. So they told us to use cardboard boxes. And he's literally hanging pipe and putting cardboard boxes underneath the pipe to hold it up. I'm like, are you kidding me? What? Yeah, I was like, I have the picture on my phone. I'm like, that is ridiculous. I've heard some stuff that goes on in that union that like just people just don't care. They don't care. It's it's not. They're not proud of their work. But you know,
2: it's a grime. yeah. They're just there. For the, they're just for there to make right? their money,
1: do the yeah. eight hours a day, and go home. And you know,
2: it's barely eight hours, man. Those yeah, guys. Yeah. We were out there framing, like doing metal framing. Two o'clock. It was a ghost town. I'm like, "Where's everybody?" Yep. And they're like, "Oh, those guys yeah. are gone, man. They've already." I'm like, "What? Well, we got like four more
1: hours." Yeah. <laughs> I but, mean but you know just like i say you know who am i to say anything bad about it right. i've never been in it it's just from what people say to me and who knows no, maybe, maybe one day definitely. i i might go that route but so i don't know
0: i guess next question what's your favorite kind of duct to work on like do you like spiral do you like square duct? do you like what's your jam? Like if you had to go pick a job to do tomorrow, what would you want to go do?
1: So that that's actually, uh, you know, it would seem like a tough question, uh, easy question to answer, I'm but not sure. every job site has its own situations, its own coordination. It depends if here in Massachusetts, there's tons of labs. So that's already different. A lot of old buildings. So everything's tight. There's no space for anything. And then there's right. your new construction where there's coordination drawings. Everything's coordinated. You have space for everything. And so my, my Anything ideal, my ideal thing is, is, you know, TDC or TDF flange, which is your, your flange that has, you know, it's like an inch and a half fold, but it has, you put a gasket on it and you have, you screw uh, them together. That, right? was, yeah, it, that you was my next your, question you're in nothing the notes. Bold
0: was if you like that or drive and lock better dang it
1: <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so i i definitely prefer that the tdc tdf um which are very similar to each so other So, can
2: you can you use that flange on the top side to hang it
1: as well um, you gotta
2: have different hangers
1: so it it all it's all the hanging situation that you you go by on a big job you would go by the details on the on the drawings, so the engineer would actually specify how he wants the duct hung, and that's usually per IMC, which is the International Mechanical Code book, or okay. SMACNA. So it, depending on the size, well, it might be a trapeze hanger, <laughs> which is you know rods and 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 angle or rods yeah. and and uni I mean, Is it
2: legal to hang with that flange when it's there together? You ever uh, hung it from that flange like, Just
1: like just, hang it from it. Like I don't drill holes that. through it. No, oh, okay. No. If it was me, a uh, like a clean job would be either use strap, which is like 1 inch thick and I mean 1 inch wide and yep. it's about it's like 18 gauge, so it's like
2: Yeah, it's just stra- it's like, strap It's like yeah.
1: 6 16th of an inch or 32nd of an inch piece of metal for people who aren't familiar with it some people might might look at it as like the perforated stuff but it's a little bit thicker um but i like to use like trapeze hangers for big big duct work
2: yeah you get it all level and then you just set it up there
1: yeah exactly That's. i nice. mean there's pieces i've hung pieces of duct that are that are you know 30 inches long but are 500 pounds that you you need a forklift <laughs> to hang, and you need to set a set of hanger every every four feet. You know, like, it all depends Jeez. on the job. But yeah. Now, is it, that
0: one? I was gonna say, would that one be based on gauge of steel and metal you had to use, or just overall
1: mass? Because it
0: was just a huge duck run.
1: So per SMACNA, So everything in in sheet metal is done per smacknut. SMACNA is, it's literally, spell out SMACNA the way it sounds, and those letters signify a bunch of words, which I'm not, is, I have no it's idea it is. the Sheet
0: Metal and Air Conditioning Contractors National
1: Association. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. I don't even remember what you just said, but everything is done per SMACNA. So depending on the size of the duct, the size of the duct changes how it's hung. Right. So maybe maybe it's a trapeze hanging style, which is you know rods with with uni strut in the bottom or angle, and and that also will change the thickness of the of the of the rod that's being hung, of maybe the angle that's on the bottom. So it you know the size of the duct changes, it you know it could determine how you're gonna hang. And then if you go out to like California, now you got to put like. You know what's it oh called? Oh
3: boy, yep.
1: These little hangers and forty-five degree angles for earthquakes or whatever—I don't know. It's
2: so, did did you see that video of that giant spiral falling in that park? That yes, oh, it is. I mean I
1: did see that. Holy smokes! And that could be a number of things. That could be, you know, they could have used it. it being, I've done a lot of uh, duct work in, in labs, in pools, swimming pool areas, indoor homes. was home.
2: like four foot spiral that fell,
1: man. That was, Yeah, that. what I could assume is they didn't have the proper hanging stomp, the, the proper metal. Maybe they used a galvanized metal Did, did, in, ever, in, did it look like the did spiral come apart? Report? No idea. I never looked into that, but if you use regular, just like regular Galvi hangers or regular threaded rod. Rod, it's gonna corrode and it's gonna fall And
2: I didn't think of that because it is with all chlorine the or salt. Yeah. Yep,
1: and all the chlorine in the air. So God,
2: those ducks were probably I mean, they were huge.
1: Yeah. Usually and the
2: new thing in those are, are like duck socks, you know?
1: Yeah, duck socks have been very popular. But um
2: that would have been sweet to have a duck sock in that situation.
1: Yeah, so, you know, anytime you work in, in a pool situation or a high humidity area, we're using stainless steel or aluminum ductwork. And not, not, not just the ductwork, everything. <laughs> right. Hardware, everything.
2: Right. So, you know, when I saw that video, the first thing I thought is when we used to, when I used to do a lot of metal framing and then we were building this or that and we had to anchor something into concrete that's a sketchy little deal right because you whether it's tap cons or drive anchors or it's tight right then right but it don't take much for that stuff to just vibrate out it's kind of weird right because you if you've ever anchored something into concrete you're you, you know you drive it in you're tightening it it gets really tight and then you think, okay that's good
1: Oh, you can I know tap exactly on
2: that is. a little bit with a hammer, and it would just fall out. Like, what just happened?
1: I I am currently like looking up right now in my in this room and picturing this job site that I did like five years years ago, and I'm still <laughs> waiting for the phone call. Like, hey, that unit fell.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
1: a <laughs> vibration, right? It's attached <laughs> to a unit and a
2: compressor, it, and.
1: And that's that's why, that's why you got to back yourself up. And that's why details on a commercial, because I work mostly just commercial. I don't do nothing residential, everything in commercial work. You are working by whatever the engineer spec for the job. So if he says, I want to use this anchor in for this area, that's what I'm going to use. And I've questioned so many things, but, but to cover my ass, the easiest way the best thing to do is just do what the engineer wants to do
2: well yeah you hate to put it on you just got to put it on him you got to pass it down
1: yeah i could write an rfi and be like you know for anyone who doesn't know rfi is request for information i could be like hey this is a better thing or this is happening this isn't working yeah this
2: concrete is just junk and it's not holding like it's not holding
1: which which happens there's older there's there's a lot of concrete that's just brittle it's it's not dense and it just fall it fails so we used to
2: do i did drop ceilings too you know acoustical ceilings and we would shoot the wires up into concrete with you know you had the little 22 Mm -hmm. and you put it on a piece of condo and you shoot it up into the sea and And you're like okay that one that one held and you're like but did it hold like it's holding right now you're kind of tugging on it you're like all right that's good and then it just falls out like in an hour it just falls out i mean you start hanging four foot spiral on something like that there's there's a lot going on so
1: yeah I, i was gonna say so we i i was working for the company i work for right now for about four or five years i left worked for another mechanical contractor and for four years, and now I'm back with my, my old boss. It's been less than a year. And we we use a lot of, of uh, powder-actuated hanging systems. So using, you know, ram sets to set hangers, yep. which is the first time I've ever been doing that now. It's, it's the, the production is quick. It's oh, so yeah. fast, so fast. But I always still question it. Like, is this really gonna
2: hold? <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean it's but, it's in there for now, but if you're wow. connecting duct to a unit and it's got ten scroll compressors in it, yeah, there's some vibration frequencies that are super high. Yeah, I mean you don't see it shaking, right?
0: But it's it's shaking.
2: No. Yeah.
0: Well, half of it and, it's shaking faster than our eyes can even catch it shaking anyway.
2: Right. Yeah. It's gonna travel down the duct system no
1: doubt well I, i got a job right now that i i have uh my helper he uh i had him i have i he has to go back and disconnect like maybe like 15 fan coil units because he forgot to put the vibration isolators which is a canvas that goes on the unit before the actual rigid duct work to to Mm. reduce that vibration he forgot to do that and i'm like you got to go back and cut all those in and that that's a very good valid point though it's very important to have those vibration isolators
2: so for a little residential trick we used to when you had hard duck like a a 1970s house or something square duck you would hear like you could hear the furnace start Mm -hmm. like anywhere in the house I mean, so we would we would take it, cut it loose, and connect the hard duct to the furnace with flex, because mm-hmm. it would—that's it. That's all, all you needed was some little, and it could be a ten-inch piece of flex, you know. Yep, um, it's got the R eight or whatever in there, and that would just kill all the noise. But yeah.
0: now there's yep, another had... question. Yep, insulated internally or externally, just outside of engineer thing. What you're told to do, do you prefer it externally so you have better airflow inside your ductwork?
1: So, the insulation on our jobs, I'd say 75% of our jobs, we sub out the insulation so we don't have to do that. That's a great idea. There it
0: is. (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Nobody wants to do
1: that. We do not almost all the time. We have we do not need to deal with that. That's but grunt work, man. It, if it was me, for someone who cares about you know how the the end product, I think internal insulation is much better than external. Uh, depending for a certain range, so like if it was me, the first fifteen feet of coming off of a uh, air handler unit should be internally lined that'll help to reduce noise and um yeah just noise in general but right um you know i've i've done exposed duct work where the 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 owner wants no insulation exposed and he wants everything inside now hanging that that duct work with internal insulation is very heavy It, it adds a lot of weight especially if it's like spiral. Cause they have to put a perforated liner on the inside. Mm-hmm. Most of the, say,
0: time. the old spiral, acoustic. spiral yep.
2: line spiral. Yeah. That's some heavy stuff. Yeah. What's your go-to to cut spiral? Like what's your go-to? Uh, to if,
1: if, if I'm cutting, if I'm shortening down like a 10 foot stick of spiral, I just use your good old Sawzall with the good Diablo blade on it. I was going to ask,
0: how did those blades work? I was hoping I'll, you would use those.
1: I'll rip right through it. Those Diablo blades are fantastic.
2: I feel like them. Diablo, yeah, not to give them a plug here, but we're giving them a plug. I mean, they don't. <laughs> it is what it is. I can't even get into I, repost nothing. We're too small. <laughs> I know. They're, I've used their wood their wood stuff my whole life. Their, their stuff's nuts. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah man they they they're ahead of the game. On, yep. There's brands that keep popping out and they're huge on social media, but then you're like, "Okay, you got me. I'm going to buy a blade." And you're like, "Nope. <laughs> this is yeah. not a Diablo blade." <laughs> yeah.
1: The cra- the crazy part, now that you mentioned that, is that there's there's companies out there that make blades for other brands that you would have no idea about. Right. That, like, you, you might look at it and be like, wow, this blade sucks. I'm going to go with this one, but it's really the same blade.
0: Well, uh, oh, yeah, that's and everything. Yeah, we see that in the, the world of HVAC equipment as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, HVAC I mean, there's, equipment. There's really yep. only
0: so many manufacturers at the end of the day, but there's hundreds of brands out there. And yeah. Half of them are a hodgepodge. If someone makes this part for this one and makes this part for that one, and they all trade – stuff back and forth so
1: Yep. all
0: right so we got to get into this a little
2: bit you kind of touched on it and we skipped it and it's kind of a something i i enjoy but you said that you spoke to kids and you're training at the school like what you got going on You, you liking that sounds like something you're wanting to get into
1: yeah so i i did um i did a year of training of um of teaching for the the school that I I I attended and um, that was you know she I did sheet metal one so there's sheet metal one two three four and five and she, yep. sheet metal ones was super boring sheet metal one is for <laughs> it's a intro it's intro to construction and sheet metal so basically it's for your guy who's super green, who's never picked up a hammer or a screwdriver before. Like it, my my curriculum literally shows people the difference of a claw hammer and a ball peen hammer, what a flathead is or what a Phillips is, what uh you know, I'm gonna say this because a lot of people are stumped on this, but it's not called a square bit. It's actually called a Robinson's bit. So like teaching people the different, you know, bits and, sheet metal tools and just everything, absolutely everything, safety and whatever. But, um, I did that for a year and then, um,
2: Now was that at night or is that?
1: That's at night. Okay. So that was from like five thirty to 8 30 or five to eight at night. It was twice a week. So it was now was bad.
0: this, was this like high school age kids or what was
1: This was a range this was like early outreach a construction institute so basically this place supplies classes for different trades to get your license so there's people i had people from all different ages mostly like people around their 40s was a more you know the average age i'd say and it's just people who just want want to get their license and i had people from business owners people who who missed you know, one year to be able to be able to be grandfathered in. I had people who just work in the office who never would step in the field, but, you know, it's involved in the trade and their company might really need someone with a license. And then I had guys who, you know, just got out of high school and, and their company is paying them to get, to go get their license. So it was all different ages. I mean, I had guys who, who were like, man, you should be in a retirement home right now. Like, <laughs> what are you doing in the trades, man? Like, you're a fossil. Like, what? Are you yeah. Doing? So it it. it varied, I will not you know?
0: let Cage and Joe listen to that part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, and it's it's men and women, you know. I had all, all different people, different ethnicities, different different ages, different genders. It's it's pretty cool. So and then. And then uh, I've had the opportunity to be able to, um, so being on Instagram and being on social media, I've had a lot of like, which is it's something that I'm very, that what I really like, I think it's the most satisfying thing is being able to talk to somebody who's like in high school, who has no idea what they want to do, who looks at your posts. And messages me like, dude, this is so cool what you're doing. Like, how do I get into this? Where do I start? And like, being able to help and guide somebody who hasn't start really started their life out yet, and like, help them, you know, get in get into this career, help them start their 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 future. And I've I've actually been to like youth groups with like, and like, you know. I don't know how you call it, like bad areas or whatever where right. kids just need that assist, assistant and assistance. And I've had like letters sent to my house from students, like, thank you so much. Like, this is the path that I chose because of you. And like, this is what I want to do. And like, I'm so excited, like, you know. And,
2: Dang, that's and sweet.
1: get into the trades that way. Cause I mean, I've heard, I've heard you guys talk about it in your previous, con- podcast and everybody talks about it but the you know no one's coming into the trades anymore and and i tell kids kids all the time like especially kids who are struggling in school which is where i came from i struggled a lot in in the education and whatever i've had learning disabilities but everybody has something that you know they're they're going to be great at and when you find it, that's what you got to follow. And, you know, in the oh, trade, yeah. there's, there's, you have a lot of opportunities. So. I mean, we it's talk definitely.
2: about, we talk about my son on here, you know, going to college to yep, study yep. music and stuff. He may end up selling air conditioners, right? Like yeah. he might, I mean, he's gonna, he's gonna give it hell going that way, but he might end up in a
1: trade. Yeah. I mean, and,
2: even though he went to
1: college. Right. Right. And, and so, you know, another conversation is I, I came from a, uh, the immigrant family and I'm, I'm first generation American for my family and I'm first generation, I'm first generation construction working as well. There's no one in my family that's ever been, that's ever worked in the, in the, in the fields. I mean, recently, you know, my grandfather, he was a truck driver. He was hauling coal. That's the closest thing to a trade, okay. I'd say. You know, you might be a truck driver, but like in Brazil, my 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 family came from Brazil. In Brazil, that there's there's construction, obviously, and you know, it's not it's not looked at like a a great thing. You know, like you can't really make good money working in construction. You're kind of down. This is from what like. People's told me like you're kind of down there if you're working in construction but you know so when they first heard that you know i didn't want to go to college i got accepted to colleges you know and i i got accepted to school i was kind of forced to kind of apply to them my parents were like you gotta do it or you're gonna live somewhere else i'm like okay
0: and <laughs> well that was the ho- our whole generation was that you know all right you're in our 30s
1: yeah and, and you know everyone's you know parents just want to see their kids succeed so succeed so so to see them so for that my parents to see me work like a like a dog and and not go to school they were kind of upset about it in the beginning but i'm the youngest out of three and i'm the only one for my siblings who don't live with my parents i'm married I have a dog. I'm working on my first child. I have everything I want. You know, I got my truck. I got my, I got a nice Harley in the garage. I got my garage that I, it's like my man cave. <laughs> got a garage. And, yes. and my parents now see that and they're, they're very proud of me because of that. You know? and Yeah. And I mean, it, I it, came
2: it, up in a trade fan. My dad was a, a contractor, Jack of all and, mm-hmm. I just went out there and started working. I liked working hard, right? Like you said, you'd hate to see your kids go through that. But he was like, hey, he seems like he likes it. I mean, he's just going to work with his hands all his life. That's it. Okay. Like, But you can go down. You can get stuck in trades. You still got to try to work your way around in it, right? I mean, right. you can be in a trade and be struggling. Right. Well, and it's because you've
0: sure. got to you've got to make sure you're constantly looking forward and trying to learn.
2: You still got to navigate, yeah. Right,
0: and if you you've got to take opportunities that that knock when they knock at the right time, and you know, otherwise, you can't get stuck in it.
1: Yeah, no. There's there's definitely trades out there that, unfortunately, you know, might not make as much, or might be a struggling trade compared to another, but you know. I, I tell people all the time, like, you just gotta, it's more, you gotta just ch- chase your dream and, and, you know, look for those, look for the, get get as many certifications, get as many licenses as you can. You know, it right. covers your ass at the end of the day.
0: Yep. Evolve or dissolve.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, like, like Rachel on here was like, look, I can't, I mean, I love doing installs, but mm-hmm. physically, I've got to, work on something moving progressing here because you, you, you're you going to hit that physical wall as yeah. well
0: we can only take it you're for right. so I mean,
2: long I know installers that are like 15-20 years in I'm just like dude how are you this is you, you're waking up in the morning like a boxer or like a football player and it just takes you 45 minutes to get stood up straight
1: <laughs> yep <laughs> It yeah, sounds like me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Just
2: give it hell, and then yeah. we'll figure it out later, right?
1: Yeah. But honestly, I enjoy the field so much more than needing yeah. to deal with emails, calling contractors, driving around, checking up on people. Uh, it's it's something else. Well,
0: yeah, it's hard it to feels, get into that, right? I was say it feels more. <laughs> when you're out in the field doing stuff, it kind of feels more like you are doing something like just sitting. You may actually be getting through a ton of emails and you may be getting this stuff done, but you just, you can sit there and just feel monotonous. Like I'm getting nothing done.
2: You can't look back at that and
0: say, God, look what I did. I sent 50 emails and crushed it.
2: Yep. That's just not
0: moving around them megabits. That's
2: not cool for people like us. Right. Like, (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm trying to adapt to that too. I, I, you know, but there is nothing better, you know, than do me when I do training classes and there's a bunch of young kids in there. That's I love that. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, you spark one or two and there they go. Um, right, right. But well cool, man. Y'all didn't even talk about soccer the whole time.
0: No, we're we're gonna <laughs> save that for a beer conversation in Chicago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. So we got are you are you set for Chicago?
1: So uh, yeah, actually I got a, I already got my paid for my Airbnb for the for I don't know, I think I did like 5 nights or 4 nights something like that. And nice. I got my flights right. already, so I'm already set. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go for that. I'm excited for that.
0: Yeah, we got we've got to yeah. finish some of that stuff and we've got some other stuff that's cooking that we're waiting on answers on so that we know when to
1: book what for what.
0: Right. I mean, you got a plan. You 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 know what
2: you're wanting to.
1: So so we, we spoke about it a little bit earlier in the podcast, but our, so last year was you know the interesting part about last year was, or technically this year was um you know I my my boss now I ended up going and I actually got to do a little bit of shopping with him, so we ended up buying um, a Vicon plasma cutter. Nice, which is a, a big step up for the company because, you know, instead of buying sheet metal or ductwork from other fabricators, we're, we're going to start our own fab line and start fabricating for ourselves. So he, he actually, you know, it's, it's very cool for him to be able to listen to my input and actually go with what, you know, what I, what I suggest. So we got some equipment down there, and um, so I spent a day just with my my boss, just walking around looking at stuff. But um, how cool is that spiral machine they had running the whole
3: yeah,
0: time? Yeah, <sighs> yeah, that was that was awesome. That's... <laughs> is that the one that had the spiral
3: yes. motorcycle?
2: Yeah. Oh no, that yeah. was the
0: other one. There oh, was yeah. two different ones. I remember there was one we were watching. I think they were running six inch pipe out of it, something like mm-hmm. that.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I think it was like a blue machine. Yeah, it was like blue and orange, I think. Yeah. So that, that would be really cool if you had like a big job and you had like coordinated drawings and you could measure like, okay, I need three foot sections of spiral duct and you just send that to your shop and it just pops out (laughs) a hundred three foot sections of 10 inch duct. Like that's really cool. I'm actually going to look at a, at a company
0: that owns a metal shop. I don't know if their shop is in the same business park or
1: not. If so, I will
0: send you some pictures.
1: Yeah, definitely. But, um, no, this year, I think what I want to do this year that I didn't really do last year or this year, what I want to do next year, should I say that I didn't get to do this year was, uh, be more involved with like the social media guys and like they had kind of like a schedule like oh we're gonna go out to rls and hang out here for a couple right. of hours and then we're gonna go to central therm and hang out here for a little. i never i didn't really do that so i think i want i really want to try that this time and kind of kind of hook up with those guys a little bit more i, I, I think actually
0: you saying that uh, when we were talking with nicole i think they're gonna do um an AHR sponsored meetup for all the social media people as well.
1: Oh, cool! cool. Um,
0: and I think they're doing it Monday and Tuesday because I believe they have. There's a certain time slot that they've blocked out, even from the podcast pavilion. I think for like a social meetup. So, yeah. So I think I think there will be as we go progressively year after year. I think we're
1: going to see more
3: and more of this stuff
1: put together. Yeah, that so. Actually, I you just a FYI, you guys are the only podcast I've ever listened to and the only one that I actually listen to. Just an FYI. Nice, Thanks, man. <laughs> listening to you guys, I I um uh, I got more information about AHR and figured, you know, nicole out and she mentioned something like, "Oh, like I I scroll through Instagram and like the one I just really think, you know, the ones that are interesting or whatever and You know i sent stuff out and so she contact or ahr instagram contacted me last year and sent me like a cooler with a bunch of goodies and stuff so recently i thanked her after listening to your podcast i was like you know what thank you so much for recognizing my page and contacting me about stuff and that was i mean and she
0: she found us too so i mean we we are just as grateful um and she has been a huge a huge part of of our success at AHR and I think she will be going forward. And I know, like I said, we're working on some stuff with her that we're really excited about that people will find out soon enough.
1: Yeah. So I actually ended up contacting her and sent her like a you know, Hey, whatever you guys need from me, if I could help whatever way, that'd be great. You know, so she, she sent me some stuff, but something about HVAC that I feel like not a lot of people realize is that HVAC it's there's heating ventilation and air conditioning but in those and refrigeration HACR but a lot of people miss I feel like miss you know the whole fabrication sheet metal side of it a lot of people just jump into the yes. conclusion like yep. refrigeration you know and so like I got like a list of things from her and it was all like refrigeration based and i was like i can't answer any of these questions <laughs> <laughs> no, no. well, well geez, yeah i mean it's all in
2: one giant bucket and it yeah. it shouldn't be right like like pat with his kitchen stuff and right
0: yeah yeah he's he's his own niche
2: i mean duck work
0: that people
1: forget about right yeah, I mean, and duck
0: work you, is everything man yep what's your
1: staff yeah exactly what's your stat that's that's a good hashtag what's your stat that's a good t-shirt
2: it's it's ours (laughs) that's what our show is we don't say it enough on here it's kind of weird but yeah i mean none of these things run if the duck work is improper it's just it so yeah especially when you start getting into what you're in we actually had uh, cause you know, I'm on the, I train on the Bosch side. We, we rep Bosch at Keystone
3: right. and yeah.
2: in Arizona last week, they set a bunch of five ton Bosch systems on a, on like a strip mall or whatever. And one of them, they're like, this thing's got to, you know, it's dead. It's DOA. We got to get a new one, you know, big contractor does a lot of work. Sent him a new one. set it on the roof. Yep. Did the same thing, and the return was collapsed somewhere mm. down the line. Like zero, zero return coming in, yep. and uh <laughs> it was like, you know, all the time I get these, get yeah. these stories. I mean, what's your static? And they're like, uh, yep. No, it's the, it's the board. I'm like, ah, I need to know <laughs> yeah. how your duck work Could is. Could be first. a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> So no, yeah, you're the you're the static guy. I mean,
1: speaking of strip malls, have you done like a major strip mall that's like like I don't know, let's say over like 30 units? Um
2: the biggest one I was involved in was probably 10. Like we did a 10, 10 system change out one day. They were all changing them out, but
1: So we the only strip mall I've ever done it was like i'd say it was like 40 something units and but big units that's a lot. it was it was a mall it was a big mall but we did a, a helicopter pick. oh yep. that was that's something else that is so cool that's good see. instagram stuff i got to right
0: see there. a couple of
1: those <laughs> yeah cause... that was like early in my days before the instagram stuff but you think you got it <laughs> you think you're fast on foot man oh man <laughs> these are we, we, we were not prepared of how quick a unit could go from one end of the building to the other. We were running back and forth. <laughs> freaking waving our hands around like crazy people to get seagulls or birds out of the way. <laughs> oh, that was a cool experience.
0: I think I saw... So my wife and I used to live directly across from Concord Mills, which is a big like outlet mall. And I remember there was one point... I remember seeing this tractor trailer go in one afternoon and there was, I think 14 or 15 package units on it. And there was a forklift in the parking lot that unloaded them. And then the next morning at like 6 AM, we could hear just a, you could hear the oh, helicopter like war's or whatever on. it was I'm like, what is going on outside. And I, I was leaving to go towards the the branch about seven 30. And I literally, in the time I was sitting at a stoplight, Watched them swap out two units with one helicopter. That fact, yeah. it was insane. It's quick. Yeah,
2: those guys are a different animal too. That drive that oh, or yeah. do that, like fly. I mean, flying a helicopter is one thing, right? But inch here, inch there, set to be
0: Great money in that. Got
2: to be. Oh yeah.
1: I don't even
0: want to know what that costs.
1: Yeah. I was not part of that part of the budget. <laughs>
2: well, hey, man. I, first of all, appreciate you listening to the show and yes. coming oh, on.
0: Yes, thank you so much.
2: And it sounds like your dog is look. I just can picture him. Oh, you him can hear him? Well, yeah. oh, I can picture him looking at you like, dude, wrap it's it like, up, can man. We, can we be oh, no.
0: dinner time, Dad? <laughs>
2: Trust he's, me, he's, you heard my he's,
1: part he's, the whole show. He's staring at chickens across the street.
2: <laughs> oh he walks yeah, he
1: yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think you guys could hear him I just see him staring out the window and I see there's this chickens across the street right. <laughs> he's a he's a great Dane mix he's a big boy
2: so. hey, he sounded big I heard him yeah. kind of groaning there he was, it sounded like a good, I know it wasn't Ryden's little dog yeah no.
1: little, little lap dog
0: <laughs> yeah my little lap dogs so got
1: two of
2: them
0: <laughs> snoring on the, the bed in mm-hmm. here the other one was in my lap a minute ago with his face on the microphone thank god he yeah. didn't bark Nice. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so uh, I guess I'll plug AHR real quick, everybody, since uh, this show has been mixed with some great experiences from AHR, so make sure to go to ahrexpo.com, get registered, get the app downloaded on your phone, start planning your show. If there's different booths you want to see, like Bosch, for example, you can follow them, go check them out, or you can also go look at all the sweet new duct fabricating machinery yeah which, remember uh, the the duck we walked through i think that's I, that was a you. that was a big uh, john's manville spire acoustic yeah because that was the one You're where i right tried to bust my ass right um i was sitting there with my phone looking at the thing and then i tripped on the edge and like fell into the side of it thank god it didn't like just go rolling down through the <laughs> that'll be great um but yeah, go follow the booths you're interested in for more news. Please make sure to check out HVAC R&D the Podcast Pavilion on Monday and Tuesday. I think we're in Pavilion 2 from 1 to 3. Uh, promo video's coming soon. And then, you know, looking forward to seeing everybody there.
2: Yeah. Check out our buddy, Sheet Metal HVAC. He'll be there.
1: Yeah, I'll be out there. Look for me. I got stickers. I think I'm going to do like the whole Velcro thing too for the backpacks. There you go. I noticed the backpacks are taking
3: off.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Sweet. Well thanks for coming on the show, man. And uh, we'll see you soon and let us know if you need
1: anything. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. You know, if any if any of you guys need anything, if you guys got questions about sheet metal or you know, install for sheet metal for commercial stuff, let me know. I'm 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 a resource, you know.
2: That's right. I'm That's here, why I'm we got to, to look at that. Yep. yep. Hit him up. You're you're getting into the trades. Hit him up. DM him. Yeah, Especially if you're find, in his town.
1: Don't find me on TikTok because I don't know how to use that thing. No. <laughs> and
0: speaking <laughs> I of can't that. can't believe that. Yeah, I can't please, believe speaking that. of that, please make sure to follow us on <laughs> <laughs> Instagram and TikTok at HVAC.RND as well as on Tradehounds, LinkedIn, and Facebook, and make sure to go check out HVACRD.com. All right. See you guys. Peace. Later.